Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Episode 5. Nothing but miss as I turn off the theme song. It's Ba here. I'm with my man Melky. How's it going, buddy? It's Melky here. You know, always doing things the Melky way. Sitting on the bench, actually. You know, I'm waiting for that Stan Van Gundy lookalike Rob F- or Ford to Doug Ford to open, you know, with the world back in. So we're just waiting on the bench for him to like actually throw a play my way. Yeah. How are you? It- Oh man, it's so uh, so hard to avoid that subject. But yeah, Ontario, it's been complete bullshit. I just saw the news that Montreal Canadiens are going to let fans in for Game Six. Yeah, so I'm jealous now of Quebec, which is like a really <laughs> shitty feeling. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm doing about it. Might have to take a road trip out there and you know just tent out until uh, Toronto opens up things because I don't think I can wait that long. Yeah, no shit, no shit. But we're going to avoid the Leafs because I was talking about them like crazy <laughs> last night. We're here to talk about the NBA and your Toronto Raptors. But before no. we do that, I got a joke yeah. for you. I got okay. a joke for you. All right. All right. Classic. Let's go. All right. All right. Why did Ron Artest leave the game early? Why? He wanted to beat the crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of your better ones, actually. I know. <laughs> I saw it last night and I was like, yo, that's gold. He, he okay. would definitely appreciate that. Yeah, that's legit. Okay, I like that. I've never heard that one before. Beautiful. <laughs> Shout okay. out to Metal World Peace. <laughs> yeah, Metal World Peace. What up? A vintage classic. Okay, so your Toronto Raptors, they finished the season 27-45 to finish in 12th place just outside of the play-in tournament that we're going to talk about a bit later in the episode. Uh, Melky, we've got a surprise bonus episode we're going to talk about later coming out later this week. We'll get into the Raptors and playoffs a bit more, but kind of how are you feeling about the Raptors season when it comes to an end? Oh, it was a dumpster fire. It was a dumpster fire, like I always say, swimming in a warm pool of piss. <laughs> uh, this, Like the numbers don't lie. Even like the last month of the season, they went 1-8. Yeah. 1-8. and eight. I one and last ten. Yeah, one, one and nine. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Even worse. So one and nine. Uh, they were eliminated uh, a week, a week or two before um, the season ended. No, you know they never had. I think they had thirty-five different starting lineups throughout the season. The numbers don't lie. Just they're basically in the middle or dead last in any uh, defensive uh, category. Offensively, they were better. They could shoot the ball. They're actually fourth in field goal. A free throw percentage and three point, they were like middle of the pack, but this team was awful. It was yeah, a hot mess. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up those percentages so I don't even have to say them. Um, you know what? I completely agree with you about the season. The only positive I take away is a lot of the issues were outside of our hands. Like, I mean, we still have great management, we still got some core pieces. Like, this could be a quick turnaround for this team, but. Talking about this previous season, yeah, dumpster fire. I mean, new country, new city, new arena, home fans that would boo their home team from time to time. Um, Just just brutal, like almost a worse bubble that they experienced last year. It's just two years away from home. It's been tough on the team. The whole coaching staff was pretty much gone in, what, January? Yeah. So it's been a terrible season. You know, not to make excuses, they did – but you know what? I almost feel like we can make excuses for this season. It's been a bullshit season for the Raptors. Like, I, I still kind of have hope. I'm not like you would think the way we finished after winning the championship two years ago. I'd be like, man, this is bullshit. But I'm I'm disappointed, but I'm not pissed off. Uh, yeah, I'm not pissed off either. I, I just think there are a lot of games this season that were lost due to lack of manpower, injuries, COVID, obviously. So it is a shame. And not having home court definitely derailed this team. Uh, but you're right. I think it could be a quick turnaround. You know, on the positive, we're going to have a lottery pick. Uh, also, you know, guys like Malachi Flynn, uh, we got to see what he can do. Um, and some of the other young guys uh, on the team as well. So there, it's not a panic, but it's just it's unfortunate because I feel the teams that are in the play-in, which we'll talk about later, we're better than. Yeah. At least two of them, at least two of the teams that are in the play. And I feel we're a better squad than they are. Yeah, definitely. We could have made uh past this play in round. You know what? It was so tricky. Like 
we trade Norm Powell, we keep Kyle Lowry, but then Kyle Lowry pretty much doesn't play. He plays what six games or or whatever it is or nine games down the stretch. Um, this team kind of knew that it wasn't going to have a long playoff run, even though we could have had a short playoff run like you're talking about. And they kind of they kind of just gave in and and we focused more on youth and development than we ever have. And Nick Nurse was talking about that the other day on the radio. I heard he made some great points. Um, and, and a lot of the young guys, I mean, uh, Jalen Harris, that 31 point game, yeah. uh, Malachi Flynn, like a lot of young guys have a, a lot of potential. I like the young depth we have on this team. It was a positive to, and it was a lot of negative bullshit these last uh, few weeks. Cause we just kind of called it in no teams, uh, no players playing. We had what six starters for that one game against the Pacers or I, yeah, the Pacers. Yeah. The Pacers game. Yeah. Everybody pretty much sad. I mean, Gary Trent. All the injuries, uh, Boucher, we're going to talk about that in a bit. It's just this whole season is a wash. And we're, what, the seventh overall pick right now? Yeah, projected. I mean, it's a lottery. So we could actually bump as high as yeah. one, like the year we got Bargnani. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. But, you know, this team isn't – I can think of a lot of – I can think of worse teams such as Oklahoma and Houston that are a lot better, worse off than what we are. So – um, obviously a big off season is coming up, uh, lots of decisions to make. Um, so we'll see. I, I think Masai, if he's around and I hope he's around, he'll make the, the best possible acquisitions and, um, moves that he possibly can. Yeah. We've, we've talked about this numerous time in the last four episodes that the, the biggest thing about this season is Masai and whether he's going to sign. I've heard a lot of chatter the last few days. It sounds a lot more positive than, what we've been experiencing and sounds like hopefully he's going to resign. So that's a good thing. And everybody seems kind of pissed off at how the season ended and it's going to be a one-off. So I'm happy about that, but there's definitely some moves and, and stuff that they need to do. Like some big men, like we need some players. There's, it's going to be a busy off season. We need bodies. We need big guys that we lacked a lot of toughness in the paint. And Baines obviously couldn't cut the mustard and, you know, with Len at the beginning of the season, he didn't even last a quarter of the season. He was garbage. So we do definitely need to invest in a big man. But we did find some good pieces in the end, like uh, Freddie uh, Gillespie. They yeah. uh, you know they yeah. signed him to a two-year deal, and he was great. He's a big man coming from the G League, and he proved that he can play, and he provides some energy. What are your thoughts on the move? Yeah, I'm so glad I was just about to bring that up. I mean, that's a piece that they solidified. I think it's depth. I think when a guy gets those 10 day contracts and proves himself during those contracts, I love a guy like that on the team. I mean, we're Toronto. We've talked about it. Uh, white collar city, blue collar mentality. I love those guys that work. I mean, homegrown talent, Canadian. So let's go. I, I'm excited. And I love to have these, this new wave of Canadian players on the Raptors. Yeah. And he knows what he knows his role. Like he knows what he's there for. He's there to hustle, rebound, provide some presence inside and, you know, hopefully, um, you know, he can do some damage next season. I think uh, he has potential. Definitely. Yeah. When they seemed to get him on that game plan and gave him consistent minutes, he really started to shine. So uh, I I hope they have a plan for him. I mean, he's not the I mean, he's still young, not the youngest guy, but let, let's go. We need that depth. We need that uh, that presence. Absolutely. And then, OK, and then, yeah. go ahead. I was gonna say, and then also um, you're talking about Canadians. Uh, the man I think they need to invest in is Ken Birch. Uh, if you look, if you look what he did, um, when he was in Orlando, he was non-existent. But when he came to Toronto, his numbers jumped to 11.6 points, uh, 7.2 rebounds and, uh, and 1.8 assists a game. Like he, to me, he could be like that starting center that does all the dirty work. And I think you need guys like that on your team. You can't have everyone score and you know, be a baller. You need the glue guys. And I think he's a prime example of a glue guy that you would love to have on your team. Yeah, I, I'm so glad you brought him up. He's been such a great addition. Like I said, we need these big men. And you know what? This guy is uh, a perfect, I'm trying to think of that word, like a stopgap. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're going to draft some big men. We're going to, you know, free agency this summer is going to be big. But this guy is going to fill a hole that we have right now in the meantime. And, you know, he's been hinting that a hometown dis- uh, discount, which kind of always tugs at my heartstrings. And I love that. Um, he seems to really appreciate the staff having faith in him. 
where Orlando, I guess he's saying that they didn't. And I mean, you can kind of tell because he's right. He pretty much said that people thought I was just a big man who can't score. And yeah. I came to the Raptors and they believed in me and, and he's proven that. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent about Ken Birch. I want this guy to sign. And I said the word stop gap already, but he'll be perfect, especially with a bunch of younger guys coming in. I mean, he's no spring chicken, but let's go. Yeah. And you know what? 28 is still pretty young and you can't have Pascal playing the five. I'm sorry. Pascal gets pushed around. OG's not a five at all, either, even though OG is tough as nails. You need uh, someone to protect those guys, the finesse players. Yeah. Pascal's a finesse player, and he needs protection. So Boucher Kem- Boucher's, Yeah, Boucher's moved more to a power forward. Like, we don't really have that depth, and, and he adds it. Yeah, exactly. And he's Canadian, so, like, come on. <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. I'm always loving these guys coming home. Bring it. Okay, uh, a little bit of negative news. I just brought up his name, but we're going to have a quick injury talk. So we're going to be talking first. Chris Boucher. Uh, it was, what, a sprained MCL, yeah. I believe? A yeah. sprained MCL, yep, you're correct. So, you know what? Before that, though, good year. I was happy with him. I mean, 28 years old, not young, but it seems like he actually still has upside at 28 years old. And next year's a contract year for him. So with the way he's playing, if he comes back healthy, I think he's going to ball out next year. He was close to being like a sixth man of the year at one point. He, yeah. he was on fire, uh, I believe. I, I can't recall what month, but one of the months he was on fire and people were taking notice. He's great. He does everything. I mean, his shot is probably one of the ugliest shots I've seen. Yeah. But it works. You know, if it works, it works. And yeah, he's another guy, a glue guy that can do the dirty work, but he's got a little more finesse. So... There's so many guys in the league with weird shots now. Horrible, ugly shots like LeBron. (laughs) And what was it? The NBA came out and said they were going to start looking at the rules for the way guys shoot and all the calls that they're making. So So clean that up, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Boucher sprained MCL. Like, I hope he comes back. Another injury we have is uh, the big trade acquisition, Gary Trent Jr. It was a leg contusion. I mean, I was singing this guy's praises last episode. I want the Raptors to sign him. Like, let's go. Back up the brink truck. Be yeah. Be. Yeah, he's he's part of the future for me. He's saying all the right things. He's loving Toronto. He says he wants to be here, and that's what I love in a player. Um, I mean, we talked last episode about the points he was producing before he went down. Uh, just fantastic. Um, Norm Powell kind of 1.5 and just a, a cheaper option and younger and you know what? It's unfortunate he went down with that leg contusion because pretty much just rode off the end of the season. Like they just sat him just with the rest of the guys. We knew he pretty much wasn't going to play those last few games. Tell me how you're feeling. Yeah, like he, they took the precautionary route. Uh, Gary Trent has the um, potential to be the big time player. Like the like you saw what he did against Washington. That and you know he uh, get hit the game winning shot. That's the type of player you're going to get with him. And I think he only gets better at 22 years old. So definitely need to invest in him, too. I see him being part of the future along with OG and Freddie. And I think sky's the limit. If um, he harnesses his game and, you know, takes it to the next level, he could be a future star in this league and on this team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's an RFA this year. Like, like we still have a bit of uh, leeway. So, like, let's sign him to that money. Let's get him in. Um, He had multiple just big point nights. I mean, this guy is the type of guy who's going to win us a game single-handedly. Not all the time. I'm not saying he's like a LeBron, Anthony Davis type guy. But, I mean, down the stretch, when we needed that type of play, he was playing well to the point where people were getting their hopes up that we might actually get into the playoffs. And should we, you know, uh, go for the draft pick? So we need to sign him. No, hands down. It's not even a, an after. It's not even a question. It's like, it's when are you going to do it? It's, he needs to be a part of this future. Yeah. Okay. So any, uh, any other notes about you want to talk about with the raps? I mean, I feel so bad for Van Fleet, you know, COVID fucked him. Like there's so many guys that lost so much time to injuries. Uh, Ananobi lost what? 53 games this season. Yeah. You know, talk a bit more about it. in uh, with Kev. Well, yeah. like, look like OG Fred, Lowry and Pascal, that weren't they all out at one point? Oh yeah. So that we never stood a chance. Uh, and again, like again, COVID and injuries, rabbled this team but you know there's a there's next year i, I honestly think um 
next year will prove differently and hopefully we're back in Toronto. I think that's the most important thing. We need to be back at the um, at Scotia Bank Arena with all the fans, you know, with the the Toronto faithful. I, it makes a huge difference. I know people say, "Oh, you, you can play anywhere." No, home court makes a huge difference. And being at home and feeling like you're at home makes makes a huge difference. I don't care what you say. Yeah, it's crazy that this is still up in the air though. Like there's a chance that what? They're going to go back to Tampa? There yeah, might be. In- insane. So you know what? We've kind of teased it already. Our buddy Kev, who you've, if you've heard us and show us your TDs, very knowledgeable, smart man. I mean, knows his sports. He's going to be joining us for a bonus episode of Nothing But Miss coming up this week. We're going to be more in depth about the Raptors' end of season. We're going to get into a playoff preview. We're going to look back at our episode one, where you and I thought the top eight was going to finish. We'll see how <laughs> we did. I'm thinking I didn't do too well. I'm think I'm reckon I reckon the same thing. I think I screwed up royally, especially at that bottom half. Oh, buddy, I looked at it and I'm just like, I think I had wraps maybe fifth or sixth. It's just not <laughs> it's not a good look. Although I think we both had the Hawks making it. We had the Hawks and we we had Washington too, and Washington's currently playing right now. So let's go, yeah, let's go Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? The funniest part you said that I hate doing this because I don't like timing. You know, putting a time stamp on when we film but right now for the playing games pacers beat the hornets 144 to 117 you told me about that absolutely insane domination we'll talk about it later and right now at the half washington is beating boston 54 to 52 buddy i we'll talk about it in a bit about that game can you say westbrook (laughs) yeah okay so This next part we actually wanted to talk last episode about, and we were just so in the moment, had so much to talk about, we completely forgot about it, the disrespect. It's the man behind my co-host, if you can't see him. I think it's fair to say one of the goats at this point. Would you not? At least shooting-wise. He's the best shooter to ever lace up and shoot on on a hard court, on an open hard court. Hands down, the best shooter ever to to grace the NBA. Yeah, folks, we're talking about Del Curry's son who grew up shooting at the ACC. We're talking Steph Curry. I mean, this season at 33 years old, his second scoring title, the only other player to do that, Jordan, or he's first player to do it since Jordan. He's averaged a career high 31.8 points per game. He also hit a record 96 three-pointers this season that's insane that one stuck out to me and then also the reason we wanted to honor him last time this man passes one of the greats one of the absolute casanovas of his time wilt chamberlain for the all-time scoring and assist leader for the golden state warriors i mean that is some elite company that our man curry just joined prestige prestige company unreal Unreal. Just the way that guy shoots, man. There was a play, I think it was last night or the night before, where he didn't even know the ball was coming to him. He just picks it up, shoots the three, and looks away. I don't know if you saw that highlight. No, I didn't see that one because he has so many. It's hard to keep up. But he, uh, like, what can you say? He's always cooking. Like, just when you thought Golden State was down and out, he goes on a tear. This is probably like the craziest tear in the span of what two months, three months. Uh, a, a player has gone through. He uh, he's set for the eight, for a guy over thirty three years old. Uh, it's the most thirty point games a player over that age has had since Kobe Bryant. Mm. Like this guy is insane. Like you you alluded to his point total. He won the scoring title. It wasn't even close. Man, he's uh. She just cooks, man. That's Chef Curry for you. Unbelievable, too, at 33. Like, everybody had the Warriors down and out. I mean, with the injuries they sustained over the years and the players they've lost. But you know what? They've brought in some great young pieces to work around Curry. And the guy just went lights out this year. Like, I can't believe it. Like, there's a chance. I'm going to just, spoiler alert, I'm I'm still choosing the (laughs) Lakers to win. But there is a real chance with this single-game scenario that Curry could beat the Lakers and and propel. Because, I mean, what? I guess Andrew Wiggins can ball out as well. But, uh, like, let's go, Curry, man. This this season's been unreal. And 
you asked me a question in our notes, MVP candidate. I'm not going to say until later in the episode who I think the MVP is, and I know you agree with me. 100% he is the MVP candidate. I would say top three, top two for me, maybe second. If a certain Joker wasn't having a career year, yes, sir. I, I would give it to Curry hands down. There, so would, would, be, there would be no question. I know um, CP3's been doing his thing. You know, he's changed the, the landscape of the Phoenix Suns, even Devin Booker, too. Buddy, you've been preaching Phoenix the whole time. Kudos to you, man. They're balling. When you get that type of leadership, I know his playoff resume stinks, but that leadership during the regular season, he knows how to win. And when you let him play point guard, not play off a guy like James Harden, sky's the limit. Yeah, he's an absolute leader. Like I, I won't disrespect that guy again. I mean, and and Phoenix just been so fun to watch. They, oh, they have been, and they're young, and they're hungry, and they they know the role and. He sets the tone, and they all realize that. We go as as great as Devin Booker is, they go as far as CP3. Yeah. So, like, kudos to them. Like, CP3 definitely in contention. But, yeah, the like, Steph is in a tier of his own, and he's done it without Clay, uh, Draymond for half the year, and their rookie Wiseman, who had big uh, potential this season, too. So, kudos to Steph. You're the man. Yeah, it's insane to me that, you know what, every single sport on the planet is just um, grow like going younger when your prime hit. You know, it used to be 27, 28, 29, 30. That old man's strength kicks in. That was your prime. Now your prime is 23 to 25 or 22 to 25, whatever it is. So this guy to still be doing that at 33 just shows what a true athlete he is. He's a built-in video game. Like, yeah. <laughs> you think about it, he's he's shooting from half court. They they say if you want to catch him, you gotta be better meet him at half court. Otherwise, he's just gonna launch Jays and he's gonna sink them. Yeah, just unbelievable. Like the fact that your coach is even saying at this age that you're playing the best basketball that he's seen in years. And for all intents and purposes, have you heard like a single real bad thing about this guy off the court? No, he he's the model of you know uh, what. You want to aspire if you're a kid. You want to aspire to be. Him. He's revolutionized the game with the three point shot, taking shots. You know, people say it's it's wild, but it's not. It's actually he's methodically thinking what he's going to do. He calculates what he's doing, and he just has that confidence and swag that uh, that just propels him to to be the best. Yeah. I'm so glad that we were able to talk about Steph and what he achieved. And like I said, you know, spoiler alert, I'm still going to choose the Lakers for that plan. But, man, this guy can just win these games single-handedly. And I love the Raptor connection always. It just made me like him. Oh, yeah. It, it never hurts when uh, his father played with us for that those Vince Carter playoff runs. And you see him as a kid shooting uh, basketballs. Uh, yeah. at, was that the ACC? It, either the Skydom or the probably the ACC. I think they had moved to the ACC at the time. But you see little Steph. And to be honest, when he was at Davidson, uh, he didn't really get any recognition until the tournament. Yeah. And, and people said, okay, this guy, actually LeBron went to go see him when they were in, I guess, I don't know if they, uh, don't quote me, but the Elite Eight. I think that's where they finished. And LeBron went to watch him and said, this kid's going to be special. So LeBron kind of knew uh, what he was about. And they slept on I can't believe the New York Knicks. Think about it. He could have been in New York, yeah. and they passed up on him. So, and same with the first other seven teams, or six teams passed up on him. And you know, sometimes, sometimes you you know you're just fortunate, but where you where you draw, and that's where you did. Drew Gold State, and now he's a household name. He's put that city on the map. Oh, Bay Area is now a basketball area, it and is. it doesn't even matter how shit james dolan is <laughs> Curry is that good of a player that he would have propelled the knicks to the playoffs and to uh be a competitive team for years and that's just the player he is it doesn't matter who his surrounding team that just propels him to be even greater and makes the team greater but he would have made the knicks something absolutely it wouldn't have to wait till this season to actually be relevant yeah you know what though man good for the knicks like uh 
They were it's back. I know, I know. <laughs> and speaking, and by the way, good thing you brought up that LeBron thing too, because he just said that his vote, if he had one, Curry's MVP. So I mean, he's been tooting his horn for tooting his horn for a while. Okay, but you know, I also said that first yeah. off, he's he's buttering his bread because he wants him to join him in LA to make a super team again. Because LeBron, LeBron just wants all the best players. Dude, he's fucking ridiculous, man. <sighs> this is why he's not the goat. <laughs> I 100% agree with you there. And Space Jam 2 looks terrible. Looks like horseshit. <laughs> yeah, the animated, like, oh, just have you seen the clay taunt? All the, uh, just brutal. Just brutal. Uh, well, and plus they got rid of Pepe Le Pew. So if they don't have that, they don't have that skunk sexually harassing people, I don't want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? Thank you, Steph. But you actually, speaking of, we're actually going to move on to talking about LeBron. And funny enough, our notes, the King has returned again. <laughs> my point. And then he is out again. Lots of laughing. That's pretty much how that went. That, that was great. When uh, <laughs> put it in the notes and yeah, Oh, he's back. And then, Oh, he's out again. Dot, 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 LOL. <laughs> yeah. LeBron is not, I mean, I'm not going to count him out. He hasn't been LeBron of the past this year, but he's still LeBron. If him and Davis are playing well, then that's why they're going to beat the Warriors. But you know what? All his bitching about the play-in league, excuse me, is only because he's in the play-in game. Yeah, of course, because he praised it last year and said, oh, it's a great opportunity for teams to fight it out in. If he was just watching the game, he'd be live-tweeting. It'd be a great, just a good time had by all. Oh, he'd be raving, but, you know, it's because he actually has to play in it because he thinks he's too good for it. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe you should have stayed healthy. Maybe you shouldn't have rolled rolled your ankle. I mean, yeah, it's basketball, but that sounds like a you and a L.A. Laker problem. Just get the win tomorrow. Yeah, see, my problem with LeBron is he's the type of guy now where us and other people just talking like we are, he's going to take that as like Michael Jordan doubt and he's going to ball <laughs> out tomorrow. And now LeBron James is going to score 49 points and get, it's just going to be bullshit. Well, he's going to make his mark cause he has to, right. And uh, I mean, it helps Anthony Davis is back. Uh, so they'll actually have their full arsenal. Whereas Steph has Draymond. I mean, Draymond's playing great. Draymond's playing great the last uh, month or so playing like that point forward position. But it's a steep hill for Golden State to climb, especially going to the going to play at the Staples Center when you got LeBron, AD, um, Kuzma. Is I think Dennis Schroeder might play. I'm not 100 percent sure if he's in. Uh, Drummond, you know, they got the big boys. Yeah, I wonder about their future too, because I mean, it sounds like Dennis Schroeder wants that big money paycheck. I don't know if he's going to be staying with the Lakers. I'm not the biggest fan of Schroeder. I mean, I like the German basketball. Let's go. But uh, I don't know. He'll get paid somewhere and he'll just waste away. Are you still confident in the Lakers for this playoffs? Yeah. um, As long as they get. I don't think they need LeBron to be 100% for them to dominate. I think they just need him there. They need him like he. he, I think he tweaked his uh, ankle. Uh, in the last uh, in the season finale, but he he's playing it off like oh, I'm cool. I'll be ready Wednesday night. But I think they just need him to be at eighty percent or close to it, and they need Davis to be at eighty percent as well. I think they can handle the first round. Uh, just going deeper in the playoffs, though, that's when you really need to be healthy and alert. Yeah, but, I completely agree. But as long as it's the Lakers, it's really hard to doubt them. They're the champs. Yeah. I mean, I said episode one or episode two that it could be the type of season where Anthony Davis could win the MVP this year. I mean, obviously not going to happen, but I'm not going to doubt this uh, gold and purple team that was bought to win championships. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Then you can you can afford to do that when you're the Lakers. It's just like like you alluded to, the brow needs to stop being so damn brittle. And man up and just take this team to the promised land, too, because LeBron's body is eventually going to give up and yeah, give out on how them. much money he or cryo freezes or whatever he does. Exactly. It, it's eventually t- uh, time catches up to you. So they they have the recipe for success. So I, I it's really hard to doubt them. 
it's it's really it's really hard. Okay, well, moving on to a team we kind of doubted because of an incident. Moving ahead in our notes, our MVP chatter, Denver. You brought up the Joker. I think unanimous on this show. We believe he's the MVP. Hundred percent. How could you give it to anyone else? And I'm going to throw this out there. If they do, you know it's rigged. You know it's a popularity contest, and it doesn't actually go by numbers. And this is good for the league to have different guys as your MVP and not the same players as, you know, like LeBron and Steph, uh, unless they, like, really deserve it. Like, like I said, if it wasn't for the Joker having this crazy career season, I'd say hands down Steph, but you have to give it to Joker. I was saying myself that when Jamal Murray went down, that this was going to be a real issue, and and they could possibly not even make it out of the first round. Like it could be a real issue for them. And this guy just played MVP all season long. I mean, beast. these Europeans came to play, my friend. Beast, beast. Like look at his numbers. He's twenty six point four points. 10.9 rebounds, 8.4 assists for a big man. He's almost averaging a triple-double. Yeah. This man's yeah. a beast. Like, he goes – they go where he goes. Like, I know Jamal Murray is the engine, but this man, like, he he cements them. He's the identity, and the fact that Jamal goes down and he just carries on as if, oh, as if Jamal didn't even exist, it's it's crazy. It's ludicrous. Yeah, his, yeah, his basketball IQ is off the charts. I mean, the way he sees, I mean, so weird for me to say as a guy, but the way he moves his body on the court, I mean, absolutely MVP. Curry, definite second, but the way this guy has put an entire team on his back and carried them into the playoffs when their other superstar went down, I mean, kudos to you. I And I've heard, actually, going into today's uh, episode with you that most of the guys who vote for this agree with us. He's a slam dunk. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's a slow joker slam dunk, but nonetheless, he's a slam dunk for the MVP. You can't give it to anyone else. Okay, beautiful. I think it's time to talk about these play-in games. Let's do it, because it's happening right now as we speak. Yeah, okay. So I guess that's where we'll start with the first game that finished. So four games in this play-in tournament this year. The first game, Indiana Pacers versus Charlotte Hornets. Now, we already told you score 144-117 for the Pacers. Melky, what were your notes on this? Uh, I had the Pacers winning because the Hornets are ravaged with injury. I know uh, Mello can ball, but you're asking a rookie to carry your team. And to beat a Pacers team that has Sabonis, um, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Levert, but he didn't play. Um, now Miles Turner, like they have guys who have been there, and so it's not the Hornets' year yet. So I had the Pacers. Uh, I didn't think they're going to beat them down the way they did, but yeah. I had the Pacers uh, pulling one out. Yeah, I mean, my notes here. I mean, you're right. Ball just came off an injury. Uh, it was a bit too much with this Pacers team, and Charlotte lost five games going down the stretch. Like they were just not playing good basketball. That's pretty much why I had the Pacers to win. I know both teams had their injuries uh, and a couple starters were out, but I just think Charlotte's play as of late, it just wasn't there. Like they just didn't have it. Well, not only that, like Hayward is a huge part of the team. And I heard that there are a few guys on that team that thought he could have played tonight. Really? Yeah, it's a sprained, no way. sprained foot from yeah. what I heard. And there are a lot of guys who are looking at him like, you got your money. So it's not like you're going into free agency. You got paid again. You wow. probably could have sucked it up because he was gone. He was absent for a bit. And that's just his, been his history. He gets hurt and gets paid. And he's a good player. Yeah. But, yeah maybe that dedication is not there. Wow, wow, wow. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. I love it. Yeah, that there there's some uh, skeptical speculation on it on their on the team's part, uh, questioning maybe his heart. Just saying. What a shock in today's sports. 
So just while you're saying that, I'm quickly going into the game stats. So Charlotte, Miles Bridges had 23 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Uh, Sabonis for the Pacers had 14 points, 21 rebounds, nine assists. Yeah. I mean, double double. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. We don't need, we haven't even brought up Sabonis' name really ever. Like, and that guy is another guy just not respected enough in the game. Poor man's Joker. Yeah, that's what I call him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great point. Okay, so we both chose the Pacers. They won. I mean, I didn't think of 144 points. That's kind of insane. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, Turner was out. I think PJ was out. I yeah. I just wasn't expecting that. So moving on, second game: Boston Celtics, Washington Wizards. Right now, six minutes to go in the third. It's 74 to 60, Boston. Um, I actually had Boston winning this. So we're going to talk about it in a bit, what happened with Brown. But you know what? I just can't stand Boston. And I just knew that this is the type of game I told you where Jason Tatum is going to have an all-out game, put it on his back, and win it for Boston. And they'll go, I know Washington has been playing well down the stretch. That's why I wanted to choose them. And I know that's what you're probably going to say. What are you saying? <laughs> go. I- it's not that I didn't trust Jason Tatum because yeah. he's all world. But he's Washington. World. Yeah. It was Washington was one of the hottest teams going in. Uh, obviously, uh, Bradley Beal and you got Russell Westbrook, who's a walking triple-double. He's just bawling out of his mind again. Yeah. So I, I just thought the advantage, even though it was in Boston, I just thought the advantage is in Boston or Washington. Oh, man, I'm going to before I give you the answer, it's in Boston. Oh, it's in Boston. Yeah. So I just thought regardless of the home court that, you know, Washington was just going to come in on a mission and say, let's just get that seven spot and, you know, make Boston have to earn it, you know, with the second play in game. But obviously it's it's going to be a tight game. I think this one will go down to the wire. I But I have Washington coming out. Yeah, I'm turning on this game, buddy, as soon as we're done this. So don't <laughs> yeah, <so am> I. <laughs> You know what, man? Stupid me. I shouldn't have doubted because I was worried about Beal's injury. The man has had an unreal season. I will not disagree with you there. Since this injury, and I know it's just a nitpick, but he hasn't looked the same. So that's kind of why I thought this was going to be my one wild card pick, and I was going to choose Boston to come out this one game because I – not that I doubt Westbrook – but, you know, the start of the season, he's been great lately, but it, it was kind of an up and down season for him with Washington. I didn't know how it was going to come down under the pressure with those past teams. I mean, he's never found that true success. But, hey, what do I know? Well, my deciding factor was not having Jalen Brown for Boston. hundred percent. You know, out, he's out for the season with the uh, torn ligaments in his wrist. So Yeah, we'll just talk about that quickly. We're going to yeah. talk about that later in the episode, but uh, you just said it. I mean, Jalen Brown, after the year he was having, uh, he's out for this season with torn ligaments, you just said, in his uh, his wrist. I mean, just a brutal – I am not a Boston fan, but I never wish that upon anybody. No, it's probably one of the worst injuries you can get as a basketball player. Yeah, think about it. Because you shoot with your wrist, so – no, uh, that and that's the reason why I didn't pick them because I thought who's who else is going to step up for Boston? You haven't seen um, Kemba Walker; he's been hurt all year. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Fournier. I never trusted Fournier. Um, uh, what's the Canadian? What's the Canadian that's dating the Kardashian? I know. Oh, I, buddy, I don't even care. Is it Thompson? <laughs> yeah, Tristan yeah. Thompson. Yeah, Thompson. Yeah. He, they're putting an ABB out on him because I haven't seen him all fucking year. Yeah. So it was just like, okay, J- um, no Jalen Brown, no a half Kemba Walker, Fournier who sucks. Who else is going to step up? And you have Beal. Like, even if Beal's not 100%, you still got Beal. And you have a, a Skywalker and West, Russell West, Westbrook. Yeah. So that, that was my decision. That's why. Yeah, you know what? And again, I'll give you props, man. You've been consistent about Fournier because uh, I said that was a decent move and you shit on it and you knew. So again, I guess you know what you're fucking talking about. It was a bag of diarrhea on that trip. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I I just, uh, you know what? I don't wish Boston any luck, but the way that guy balls out, man, I can't wait to see Jalen Brown back in the league because they were some nice highlights. Oh, him and... uh the fact that they're 25 and 23 years old, that Boston has something to look forward to. It's just, can these two get them to the promised land? 
but yep. time will tell. Yep. Okay, so we just talked about the two East playing games. We're now going to move on to the West. And the first West is number 10, San Antonio Spurs, at number 9, the Memphis Grizzlies. Melky, how are you feeling about this matchup? The low-key of the West. I got the Grizzlies, man. Yeah. I got the young up-and-comers beating down the dinosaur Spurs. I I mean, I haven't seen any. I, the Spurs are always like that fundamental, boring-ass team that make you sleep. So I, I haven't seen anything. Like, DeMar, obviously, I love DeMar. I'll always love DeMar. But I don't know, man. I just I feel like they're not a good team. Yeah. I yeah. don't understand how the Pelicans could not get to that spot, but the Spurs could. You know what I mean? Like the Pelicans are this exciting oh. up and coming team. Yeah. Oh yeah. The best coach in NBA history. I, I get it. But that, but no, I feel like Valanciunas and John Morant and company, I think they can get this done. What do you think? Yeah, so uh you actually just said his name. I'm choosing another Raptor to win this game, Valanciunas with the Grizzlies. Um Pretty much everything you said, uh, Moran, I, I mean, this, this team plays such a, a well system and Pop is an amazing coach and I like DeMar and they've got some real nice young pieces, but you're right. I didn't even think the Spurs were going to be in this position. Uh, I definitely saw the Grizzlies in this position and I think that they, you know what? I don't even think it's going to be a close game. No, you think blowout? I don't, I don't think blowout necessarily, but I'm thinking like. I don't know what, like a 120 to 98 or something like that. 120 to 104. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I could see that. I had, I, I had Grizzlies, though. Yeah, I got Grizzlies. I, I think um, I don't think the Spurs are as good as they are. So I, I think the Grizzlies are one of those up-and-coming teams as well. So uh, go Grizzlies, a.k.a. Vancouver. Yeah, and you know what? Not only that, but the Spurs lost what? I think it was like 10 of their last 12 games. And just like that other preview we we're talking about, it's just not great. I mean, morale's got to be down. I mean, so yeah, Grizzlies all around the board. We've been unanimous, unanimous almost pretty much the whole time. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we've highlighted it. We've talked about the two players. The big matchup everybody is talking about in the NBA world. Colossal countdown. The Los Angeles LeBron's Lakers. The Lakers. Versus the Golden State Warriors. You went first for the last game. I'll go first for this one, but I already gave the spoiler alert. I have the Lakers coming out on top. Um, it's hard to hate on Curry and doubt him because he's the poster boy for this episode. But I still think that if Davis comes out and plays and bees a man, I think that him and LeBron and that team is just going to outperform curry who's going to single-handedly try to win the game i do not think that the surrounding players that steph has no matter how good kerr's system is for them i don't think they have what it takes to beat lakers although i don't want to doubt curry and i want <laughs> i want to be wrong i'm telling you right now when we do that next episode if i'm wrong i'm going to be so happy <laughs> uh you took the words out of my mouth uh lakers this is this will be a beatdown. Like Curry will keep them in as close as he can, but the Lakers will pull away. Uh, like you alluded to, it's LeBron and Lakers versus Curry and nobody else. So this it's a no brainer. Lakers got this. I, I expect a beatdown. Unfortunately, what do you think the the talk is going to be if the Lakers lose this milk? Well, they okay. So which I don't understand how you get a second chance. But if the Lakers lose, they still get an opportunity to fight. So if the Lakers lose, I mean, obviously the, the blame is going to go to LeBron. I, like, in all honesty, I kind of, in all honesty, I kind of hope they do so that yeah. Skip Bayless can just tear apart LeBron uh, in front of Shannon Sharp because Shannon Sharp's the biggest LeBron fan ever. Oh, he loves him some LeBron. He calls him LeShannon. <laughs> I'm not the big fan of Skip, but yeah, jokes. No, I don't like Skip either, but I love when he trashes the LeBron James, so I yeah. can't wait for that. And all the other uh, talk shows, they um, qu question LeBron's toughness and his leadership. So I, I, in the back of my head, I hope so. I just don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, LeBron gets the full blame. And if they lose that game and they lose the other game, so they would play the Grizzlies, like if we 
if if our brackets worked out, or they play yeah. the, the winner of the Grizzly Spurs and they lose that game, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. How that that's a punch in the nutsack. Yeah, former champs. I mean, that is a blow. That is a lost season. There better be I love when people call out LeBron. I'm not doubting that he's a goat, okay? But this untouchable aura sometimes that this guy has, he complains so much on the court and whines. And you know what? Yeah, he's Mr. Cool Guy promoting the movie and on Twitter. And, you know, he's one of the fans calling out the refs just like us and calling out bullshit. And when there's a sick play, he gives props to guys who deserve props. Like, he seems to be a good guy. But, man, he just whines so much sometimes it's so frustrating and especially you know our our past with him as raptor fans it's on another level for us yeah like i don't understand if you're so great why do we need all the good players yeah yeah i always love that comparison oh nba has always been a super team okay but it was super teams that you built i mean we've talked about this before but i mean rodman was almost one of the only pieces that the bulls brought in everything else was developed so i don't even want to hear that Homegrown. Uh, no, he, he just whines too much. But yeah, they'd it'd be a horrible season. And for you know Vegas and the betting odds, Lakers not in the playoffs. Woo, woo, anarchy. I saw him on some people's list too. By the way, the last few weeks there was a bit of controversy. I do not think LeBron is a top five Laker all time. I will say that right now. He doesn't get there because of name power alone. No, no, I can think of five already that are ahead of him. Yeah. <laughs> Top 10, yeah, absolutely. Not top five. Yeah. Okay, so we both got the Lakers winning. I hope we're both wrong. I really, really hope we're both wrong. And then if if we're wrong, next episode, it's another picture of this man in the back. (laughs) We're doing I'll I'll, I'll make up something special for it. Okay. But since, okay, well, before we move on, so if who do you have – in that eight spot then because the loser of the the um, seven eight still gets to play plays the winner of the ten nine so who do you got going in both games uh from the east and the west so making the playoffs so yeah. i i do have the lakers yeah and then i actually had the pacers so you have the pacers at at seven or at eight yeah at hold on i'm bringing it up right now what i had because if the so you have the Celtics, so the Celtics would get the seven spot. Yes, yes, yes. So then you would have the Pacers play the Wizards for that eighth spot. Okay, that's right. Okay, so Pacers Wizards, yeah. So I'd have Pacers winning that game. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Thank you. And then what about on the West side? So moving over, God damn, dude, it's like screwing up right now. Great, <laughs> great radio, great radio. So uh, I'm blanking right now. Tell me that. Tell me how the matchup would go. Okay, so so on the West, so yeah. you got the Lakers, the Lakers and the Warriors are your seven eight. Yeah. So the winner of that gets the seven spot. The loser yeah. plays the winner of the Grizzly Spurs. So who do you got in that to get the eighth spot? Right, right. Okay, okay. Yes, thank you. That's where my note picked up because it wasn't loading. Okay, so obviously Lakers. So then I have Memphis beating Golden State Warriors. Ooh, okay. Yes. yes. What about you? I differ. Nah, I got the Warriors getting that last spot. Really? Really? Yeah. I have uh, Curry uh, dusting himself off and showing the Grizzlies and reminding the Grizzlies who he is and what he can do and just I, I it'd probably be a close game it's like the future versus the present like moran versus uh curry but i think the warriors can win that game yeah the only reason is and i i hate to disagree with you too and because he's the star of the show i i want to choose curry but i think if they lose that game the players surrounding curry i mean i think he's one of the guys who's mentally tough enough to bounce back from that and play this game I don't know about the rest of the team. Yeah. I don't know. And I could see the Grizzlies with the young team they have. You you ride that high from winning. I mean, we've had that even in amateur sports, you and I, and it's just unreal. So that's kind of why I have the Grizzlies. I just think it's with that team, I like the way they play, and I could see momentum bringing out the best in them in that game. And I think Curry could bring out the best in them. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad if the Grizzlies got it. I wouldn't be mad at a Utah um, Memphis first round matchup. I yeah. think that's exciting. Oh, 100 percent. Dude, I, I like the way the Grizzlies have been balling out. I mean, yeah. I haven't been balling Valanciunas like crazy, but, and, you know, you don't really get to see Memphis highlights all the time <laughs> no. to watch. They're a good team. They're up. They got Dylan Brooks, who's Canadian. They, they have some good talent in. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to stay in the West. And speaking of LeBron whining, we're going to talk about another man whining. <laughs> Luke Doncic. How are you feeling about him? I love him. Yeah, I love this guy. Good for you. Good for I you. Love him, I love, you know what? I love the fact that he had 15 technical fouls this season. And he almost got 16. But he somehow stayed off, uh, stayed out of the lane of the referees and didn't get it. He got two in one game. Uh, I think it was a, yeah, May 2nd. He got two against Sacramento. Yeah. Uh, he balls, man. He does everything you want out of a player. I still don't understand why Atlanta chose Trey over him. I don't get it, but I mean, it's worked out for both franchises. But I love Luka Doncic. I got a question for you, though. Do you think it's the North American mentality or the North American culture that's kind of cor- corrupting his 22 year old brain? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because he, at 22, you're very impressionable. So yeah. I'm sure he's got things thrown his way. And plus, he's 22. Yeah, I, I actually don't think he's being corrupted by that. I mean, he's definitely going to be influenced by it at that age. And it's hard not to. I just think that he is an amazing European basketball player who's coming over here. And he's learning what the NBA the North American game is about. I don't think it's so much the culture. I think he's responding to the way players are playing against him and the systems they're running, like how he's being dealt with. And I think it's a response to that. I mean, from every all intents and purposes, I think off the court and everything, he still sounds like a great guy. He's young. I mean, yeah, TikTok, all this bullshit's probably going to be impressionable on him. But <laughs> but no, I, I, I think, you know, he came out, he said all the right words after it. He goes, it wasn't my intention. I apologize. Like, I'm just playing the game. And, and he, you know, gave his reasons for what he did. So, no, I think he's just adapting to the game. And I think sometimes when you're young and you're learning to be, way more physical than you ever have been in the past, there are some bumps in the road that you're going to experience where you're going to realize, oh, okay, I went too far. or That's in the wrong. I mean, hockey, whatever sport you want to talk about, that happens. Well, I mean, he led the Mavs uh, to the fifth seed, and I can't wait for that matchup against the Clippers. Dude, so, unreal. Like, let's go. On. I'm going Dallas. So am I. Um, oh, hell I, yeah. What's the over-under on the uh, technical fouls he gets in the series? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm interested to see that. I I, I know playoffs can be a very frustrating time. You and I know we've been in playoffs in amateur sports, like you said, and we get fucking heated over the littlest things. This is professional. It's professional basketball. So what do you think the over-under is? You know what I was going to say before I had that, but we should just take out like a pro line or something on (laughs) on, on the bad for basketball, and then we'll just go over it for the show. (laughs) I Over-under on technical, man, oh, man. I actually think that he's going to be somewhat calm. You think so? Yeah, I think after the spotlight he had on that in the season, I think personally he's going to ball the hell out. So (laughs) I want to go. Yeah. Oh, man, I want to go low with the over under or I I should say it high and then take the under. Well, that's a cop out, but (laughs) 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 I I think it's high. I, I think. If you if you are exploding in the regular season, just think what you're going to do in the playoffs against the Clippers. And the Clippers are a bunch of whining crybabies. You know, Kawhi, George Paul. Yeah, I know his name is Paul George, but his, to me he's George Paul or Pandemic P. Um, are you saying for the whole season or for the whole series? The series, like, yeah. Run? Yeah, the over-under for the series. Okay. Oh, I'll say <laughs> we'll do uh, – <laughs> Fuck it, 15. 15? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does he get ejected from one of the games? Ooh. Because if you get two, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, fuck it, man. If I said that number, then yeah, I'm saying yeah, he is. Okay. I'll tossed. say yeah. Game five or something, game four, he's getting tossed. It's going to be a 110, 107. It's going to be coming down. He's going to be getting his second. Yeah. <laughs> I think the the over definitely I like your over I like fifteen, 
but I don't think he gets tossed. I think it's too important. He's too valuable for that team to get tossed because Porzingis has been absolutely garbage this season. I like their, I like the team, but you can't rely on the unicorn, especially when he's not a unicorn anymore. Yeah. So you like my original uh, pitch? He's gonna be, he's gonna be calm about it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he'll be composed. I just like. Starting. What's your number? What's your number? Because I I just said fuck it and went fifteen. I said. Oh, I was gonna say uh, about six. Yeah, I do. That. I, was just, I was say realistically <laughs> six or seven. <laughs> Honest to God, I was gonna say five to start, and I said fuck yeah. it, let's go. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, fifteen so, would be a little too much for a seven game series, but. <laughs> yeah, Joker, Joker, ball on air, fifteen for sure. But like I said originally, all serious, I, I think he is gonna be a lot more calm. Yeah, no, I, I think so. I, I, I'm just playing around. I do think he will get a couple of technicals. Yeah, I could definitely, I, I think he's, I could see him getting like one in consecutive games, you know? Like I see that happening. Like it's going to get really rough around game four, game five, I think in that series. And especially if the Clippers are down with the type, with the type of pressure that team's going to be facing. So he's going to be have, he's going to have to watch out for those elbows. I mean, they were taking their own teammates out Kawhi with elbows. He's going to have to watch out for elbows. And claws. Don't forget claws. (laughs) 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 Uh, Good old Luca. Yeah. Okay, so I can't wait for this play. I want to talk playoffs, the matchups right now. I know we're saving it for the other episode, but I want to get right into it because there's so many points we're making that just go right into it. Oh, they just go hand in hand, but we'll continue it off with in the next episode. Yeah. Okay. So before we get to how we finish every episode, one of the final things is Bradley Beal calling out Bazemore. Bazemore, however the hell you say his name. Doesn't matter. Dude, I actually think Beal's the bitch in this situation. What? Yeah. Okay, explain yourself. Man, it was a joke. The guy's going to show allegiance to Curry, obviously. He didn't even say anything that bad. Like, the guy is facing that injury. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of a like a cheap shot, but it's like, man, you don't have to be, like, post two paragraphs calling the guy trash, then a clown gif, like... Okay, I get it. You didn't like the call. You don't know me, man. You don't. Uh, you your boy's watching my numbers. It's like, all right, man. It was like a joke. <laughs> Calm down. It was, but uh, why do? Okay, my my point is, yeah. why do players that aren't on the same level as stars feel the feel the need to open their mouths? Um, like at first, actually, as this cup says, I don't give a sip. I didn't give a sip of this um of this topic. But yeah. then reading the tweets from Beal. First of all, Beal, you need to learn to read and write because your grammar is horrible. Like, it's that's a grammatical a nightmare. Is, yeah, that's just a grammatical nightmare. But other than that, I can see why he got mad. That was a low blow. He's dealing with an injury. It's obviously, it's it's hindered. He didn't play in that game. So for Basmore to, like, speak up, like, really, who are you? You you got a big contract with Atlanta once, and then you've been, you've been passed around, like, you know, an oriental hooker. Um, <laughs> you know, in Thailand or whatever, man. Like, it, sorry, you're you're Mister. You're you're not even relevant. You're Mister Irrelevant. So keep just shut yeah, up. Dude. I know. I agree with that, but it, man, he was just like sticking up for his boy, and this is where the hockey fan comes out of me because it's like it's just chirping. Like, I I get it, and you know what? If it was me and I was Beal and someone said that, I'm probably being like McGruber, right? I'm just. Like, <laughs> repeating what he said constantly someone opens up my diary it's just written non-stop the same sentence so yeah i guess i'd be a little heated too but it's like you know what whatever talk shit back like it's not even i mean it's washington and like golden state chirping it's not boston toronto players chirping it's not like you're going to be facing them like i get it man but you know what you just made that point too the guy's irrelevant to you who gives a shit this is all like if that guy said that, I'd just go on my Twitter and I'd write who question mark. That's it. Yeah. Boom. I, I, agree that, with that. No, I would never bring it up again. If anybody said anything, I'd be like, ah, man, my numbers speak for myself. Let's see what he does. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. The way Beal handled it, it was. Yeah. It was that's, that's the only handled it like, a, like a baby. Exactly. But, you know, Basmo made it. Nah, come on. Well, Basmore made it personal when he mentioned the injury. Like, I, I, yes. I think if he had mentioned other injuries, like with other guys, yes. maybe. But yeah, he went a little personal. 
injury is a low blow, no doubt. So you do have a point there. I just, like you just said, though, the way Beal handled it, the, the three paragraphs, all that, it's just not how I do it. Just who, question mark. I mean, guy's Mr. Irrelevant. That's See, it. Beal, if you're looking to chirp, you should hit up, hit up Bob, man. Um, at, what's your what's your Instagram account? I don't even fucking know. I, I ball walk or I take that. <laughs> yeah. I go on what you guys tell me to promote. This is this is the master of chirping, all right? And, and he's yeah. great with grammar. Hit him up. Yeah, yeah. Fans out there, send me a message. I probably won't ever respond, but just send it <laughs> up. In fine fashion. Yeah. Okay, buddy. I love these basketball episodes with you. And this season, uh, we've been doing a little honor to the main man, Kobe, Black Mamba. Um, we've done this every episode for this first season. I don't think we'll be continuing into next season. It was just a one-time thing. It's been great remembering him. Um, we're going to, I think we'll finish each episode going into season two. I was thinking about it with maybe like a favorite highlight or we'll, we'll choose a different player or, or a team maybe, but, uh, I like this. We're going to keep it going for now though. Melky, what do you got for your Kobe moment, buddy? Kobe Bryant, May 12th, 1997, the air ball game. Now this was game five of the Western conference final semifinals, Lakers jazz. Kobe is 18 years old. He's a rookie. And there was he was actually the youngest player to start a playoff game that yeah, year. Yeah. He the, the score was 89-89 with 10 seconds left. Kobe gets the ball, has in the perfect spot. He's set up. He's got uh, plants his feet, fires, air ball. He threw up three more actually that game because it went into OT. But this this is a a very huge moment for Kobe because it just showed that he never gave up. He didn't get discouraged. Most rookies well, actually wouldn't have played, but most rookies would have, you know, shriveled in that moment, would have been discouraged, hitting an air ball. Nah, he just kept shooting, taught him a valuable lesson, started the mama mentality, and he just, you knew, like, at when that series was over because they ended up losing that series, you just knew that he worked on his game that summer. And he probably and he never threw up an air ball like that ever again. Man, we're talking about top five greatest Lakers. You want to talk about that? The f- Kobe hands down. Yeah, Not great. Even- yeah, great moment. Uh, there's so many to choose from. So hard. I actually just was going through highlights, trying to find to talk about Kobe and just a play I remember that stood out. 2008 playoffs against Utah. The man backboard passes to himself to score i couldn't believe it i rewind and watch that thing five times i mean i know it's a singular play but to think about that that he did that in a playoff game when maybe the only other guy to do it before was tracy mcgrady i think in an all-star game but it just shows the it just went and showed me the basketball iq that this man had i mean in a playoff game to yourself oh disgusting it was sick wicked and nasty I was going through so many uh, playoff tapes of him. There's so there's too many to count. I loved him and Shaq in the playoffs, man. Especially their highlights. Like I don't care how they felt about each other. Oh, I love my my favorite highlight from them is the alley oop to, yeah. to clinch that game. Yeah, <clears throat> that one that, that one always stands out because like Shaq's reaction because he knew and that you knew that that was going to be a dynasty as soon as that happened. You knew they were there for the long haul. Yeah. Unbelievable. Buddy, amazing episode with you. Any final notes you got for the fans? God, man, you know, thanks for letting me shake, rattle, and roll. Um, it's always fun uh, throwing up bricks with you. Um, it's uh, it's never-ending. You know, we just need to – I mean, I guess we need to work on our game. <laughs> I mean, summer's coming along. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's been a blast. Uh, you know, uh, N830 is being sponsored by Smooth, Smooth My Balls uh, Trimmer. Um, go to smoothmyballs.com and get 15% off your purchase. Uh, trim your bush to sink that swoosh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That is the new slogan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can come up with so many for days, right? <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it the whole time during this episode. It's super quiet, not messy. I mean, it's a great product, so <laughs> get to the website. You hear it. And I just want to give a special shout-out to uh, Sports for 
sports for you podcast at sports number four letter U podcast john mark and nick they're doing big things on uh, townhouse media you can check them out on spotify um, uh, facebook live amazon and apple podcast and youtube live check them out they they talk big sports they do everything so shout out to you boys oh great never mentioned this to me before i'm definitely going to check them out yeah, they're, they're cool. They, they, they just started reaching out uh, on IG and they got some good stuff, man. It's three big, three big dudes who know their shit. <laughs> I'm always looking for new sports podcasts. All right, buddy. This has been a great episode um, for myself. I just did a Leafs podcast uh, with El Jefe. Check that out. That's coming out soon. And for us two, we've talked about it before in this episode, but we're going to have another episode coming out soon with our buddy, Kevin, such a knowledgeable guy. We've been wanting to have him on all season. We've been talking about it for months. So I know we're both excited for this. Yeah. I can't wait to give me a chub just thinking about it. Yeah. And I'm also talking him up so much because I want to put so much fucking pressure on this guy. <laughs> he better perform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, duh. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for missing all the shots with us. As we look back confidently, we know we've not sunk a single one. Zero. I'm Ba, that's Melky, and we'll see you next time, folks. Peace out. Swoosh. Swoosh. <laughs>